Episode 31 of the Ottawa Podcast. My name is Keegan On. I'm sitting with Aman Bashir, Rob Atrell, and our distinguished guest, guest, Samantha Ingram. Hello. Nice to see you. Nice to be here. Um, Samantha is the communications coordinator with the Ottawa Food Bank. I am. And an interesting person. <laughs> And uh, that's why I had her on on the show. <laughs> we'll find out. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We will find out. But first, oh, before that, oh shoot. Yep. Uh, Sam. <laughs> yeah. You probably listened on the last podcast that we have the guest assess how uh, how well the main host mm. introduced the show and mm-hmm. the guest. Right. So you can give him a ranking between one and ten. You can give some feedback if you like. Sure. What do you think? Uh, well, I find Keegan to be delightful. Oh, yeah. So that was nice. Uh, the first okay. time he's been called that in his life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would give you a nine. Oh, wow. Is that the highest you've gotten? I think so. You're moving up in the world. Nice work. Well done, I think well it's done. higher than all your other rankings combined. And that's from a communications coordinator. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 You spoke wow. clearly so. and I appreciate it. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. Well, thank you, Samantha. That's You're welcome. Out of curiosity, how could he get to the 10 in the future? Uh, or, or is 10 an unattainable goal? I don't want to say it's unattainable because I want you to keep trying. Please I want leave. you all to keep trying. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'll think on it. Okay. I'll think on it. Get back to us. Yeah. And if that ranking changes throughout the show, feel free to I'll let, let you know. Next. I'll just blur your <laughs> Perfect. Um, we, uh, we have our, our segment where people can send us beer sometimes. Yeah. And we try it. Today is not one of those days. We, we bought it today. <laughs> we did buy it today. Occasionally someone will send us beer. Uh, but today, uh, Rob, do you want to tell, tell us about this yeah. beer that I bought? So this is a beer that we have <laughs> tried before, but Keegan loves dark beers. And so he picked out this one again. It's from Wellington County. It's their dark ale. And so, yeah, we'll try it again. And this time I decided to pick something out that we didn't talk about before. So I went into a bit of the history of it and uh, just looked at some of the reviews. And so they described this as uh, the, the beer tasting like what I would imagine a dark ale tastes like in a proper English pub so that it's smooth. It's got a taste of roasted malt as well as a crisp hoppiness to round it all off. Once it warms up a bit, it becomes very mellow, so to speak. And then they put it bluntly. Whenever Budweiser say they have an easy drinking taste, they don't know what they're talking about compared to this beer. Well, oh. then again, they're probably not on the same level to begin with. It's pretty aggressive. That's from their website. Yeah. No, that's that's a, a review of it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> Calling someone out there. Yeah. It does taste well, familiar. Here's, yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> but I think we've had this multiple times outside of the podcast yeah. as well. Not, not multiple. I think we have multiple times. I guess sound like we drink all the time. We do drink all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we have a beer segment on our show. Um, it, I, I don't know what I, how I feel about the, the whole Budweiser comment because... Budweiser goes down as easy as water because it basically is water. Right. <laughs> but it does go down pretty smoothly. I, I enjoy it. Uh, what I will say, the difference between Budweiser and, and other beers like this, what they say when the beer when this beer warms up, it's it's mellow and it's still good. When Budweiser warms up, it's terrible. Oh, right. it's awful. You don't want warm Budweiser. No. That's the first beer I ever drank was Budweiser warm and it was oh, a really bad experience. First beer I ever drank was uh 
something with caffeine in it. It, it was weird. It was like Molson, Molson uh, kick or Molson something. And yeah, it was a weird phase where everybody was putting ca- caffeine into their things. Mountain Dew did it and a few other yeah. things did it. Wasn't that great? Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's something. But anyway, back to this beer. <laughs> what, what did you think, Sam? I really like it. I agree that it's easy yeah. drinking. It goes down very easily. It's a... I'd buy it again. There you there go. There we go. Nice. What was your first beer? Uh, well, aside from being a kid and having sips of my yeah. mom's and or dad's beer, right. I think my first beer that I actually purchased and consumed mm-hmm. was uh, Lucky Lager. Lucky mm-hmm. Lager? <laughs> <laughs> it was one that, when I was in first year university, it was one of those ones that was $24 for a 2-4. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, 2-4 yeah. for a 2-4, so Lucky. that was a selling go. point yeah. right there. That's right. There was, there was another one that was like, it was Lake Port, I think, that was yeah. a, a buck of beer, and then Lake Her came out. Oh. And then, but it, on the radios, it sounded like Lake Port because that's what everybody knew. And then it seemed like they they became aware that this is happening, so they're like, "So by Laker, that's Laker." <laughs> and they, that was on the radio. <laughs> oh, that's good. And Keegan, what's uh? Um, I don't know, probably like Canadian or something. But awesome. I, I didn't like it for the longest time. I still don't really still, like beer. It's like, <laughs> it always comes up on the show. You have specific tastes in yeah. beer that you do like. And dark beer. I like beer that tastes like apples, like (laughs) a lot like cider. There you go. So you like ciders? Yeah. (laughs) How do you like this one? It's good. I also like dark beer as well. Yeah. Okay. I had I had that Bose beer again. Not Bose is one of the companies that sent us beer once. Yeah. Yeah. And I had uh, their winter brew again last night at um, the Atomic Rooster. Right. Very good. It's on tap. I like Bose. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Sam, so tell us what you do at the at the food bank. So at the Ottawa Food Bank, I'm the communications coordinator, and it it, uh, has a lot of roles, but essentially I like to say that I'm our storyteller. So I get to be the person that does our social media, our newsletters, um, I reach out to media, I get to come do awesome things like this. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I go to schools and speak to classes, uh, things like that. Yeah, I get to tell our story there. Uh, when you say mm-hmm. schools, what are we talking about? High schools or whatever school asked me to come? I've spoken to little kids in kindergarten. I've gone to uh, grade school assemblies, and then I've even gone and uh, done some talks at Algonquin College. So, oh, great! Yeah, very neat. Full spectrum there. I guess so. Yeah, that's cool. And is it uh, like especially when you're spot just because you're talking about schools? Mm-hmm. Uh, how engaged do you find the students or? You know, do you do certain things to make sure that they're a bit more engaged? Because obviously appealing to that crowd is a bit different than appealing to, you know, I mean, I don't want to say they're not adults in college, but yeah. Yeah. Um, it really varies. Uh, the classes that I've spoken to at Algonquin College have been great. Yeah. Um, yeah, really great. So that was nice. It's You always know that it's going well when at the end they put up their hand and ask questions. Um, and... On the other end of the spectrum, speaking to the kids, they ask the most adorable questions. So <laughs> that one always goes well. And they're not shy about waiting to the end. They put up their hand whenever or just blurt them out. So That's I great. love speaking to the little kids. But yeah, I would say on the whole, um, kids of all ages are, are pretty receptive when we go and speak to them. It's good. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, like, I'm not sure, right? Because there are some presentations that come in and... Oh, yeah. They don't really engage students very well. I remember those days when I was not engaged <laughs> there, listening to guest yeah. speakers. So. There you go. Yeah. No, I get that. Yeah. That's cool. How did you get involved with the, the food bank? Um, I used to work in the government in a communications role as well. Um, and it was a contract position. And when my contract 
was up, I started to look at what was available out there, um, or I had the option to um, renew a contract in a different department. Um, but I saw the I saw the uh, job description for communications coordinator at the Ottawa Food Bank, and it was amazing. Everything that I read on there was everything that I did in school. And then beyond that, it is a great cause. Everyone yeah. needs to eat, right? Mm-hmm. So to be able to do what I did in school yeah. and feel good about it at the end of the day. Bonus. Yeah, good exactly. For good for you. Thanks. So when you're talking about storytelling, where does where does the story come from? Or, or are you involved in creating the narrative or is there research that you have to do? Uh, well, it really depends. So if it's uh, along the lines of just sharing our story of what we do, mm-hmm. I don't really have to create anything because it's my everyday life. Right. But as of late, we're really trying to make it uh, a bit more human to let people know that when they donate food or donate money, it's not just going to the Ottawa Food Bank. It's not just going to a food warehouse or an organization. It actually is going to uh, people's refrigerators, their plates, their tables. Um, And then at the end of the day, their tummies. So, you know, we're trying to start to ask people who have who either currently do receive food from food banks or um, who have in the past. We're asking them to come forward and start to share their story, Mm -hmm. whether they want to remain anonymous or not is completely up to them. Um, So in that in that regard, there is some research. Sometimes it's hard for people to come forward and we have to. Let them know that it'll be respectful. Let them know that at the end of the day, um, you know, the more stories we get that we can get out there, perhaps maybe the stigma of asking for help will go away. Right. I, I try and tell people sometimes that, you know, if you, you ask for help from a food bank, you should have the same feeling as if you were asking for help changing your tire. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just, you oh, just need help, sure. right? It sure. doesn't matter if it's feeding yourself, changing your tire, or what have you, it's right. okay to ask for help. That's that's a good message. Yeah. Oh, and we think that the more people that share their story, the more um, people will relate to it, say like, yes, I've been in that situation or what have you. And maybe, you know, more people will help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. So this is your busy, busiest season? Definitely. Pretty yeah. busy. And so do you want to give us an overview of what's going on what's in going December? On? Yeah, sure. So... I'll start with volunteering. It's it's so busy. It's a good busy to have because we have been full up booked for volunteers since October. So wow. Christmas or the holiday season is coming and everyone wants to help out in some way or another. So we've been full up for volunteers uh, since then. But that doesn't mean don't visit us and try and volunteer. We'll be looking for volunteers again in January. So <laughs> don't forget about us. Um, and but, that's sorting, sorting food. Yeah. And the thing. warehouse sorting food is our, our main thing. We also have people out on the trucks mm-hmm. helping our drivers or at special events. Um, but right now in December, it's really about getting our name out there, keeping people aware, um, of us. And, uh, right now our holiday food drive is going on. So that is, uh, organizations across the city participating in a food drive. Last year, we had about 400 workplaces take place, take part, and I think this year we're currently sitting around the same number. Oh, great. And as I'm saying this, I realize I should be able to tell you the poundage of food that came in last year. <laughs> I can't. It's impressive. 
All you okay. need to know is it's impressive. <laughs> Look it's, it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's hundreds of thousands of pounds of food that come in. So it's, sure. it's really impressive. That wraps up um, just after the new year. Uh, social media wise, we're really trying to keep ourselves relevant on social media. Yeah. Uh, we're asking people right now to uh, take a picture of themselves holding an empty plate and using, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, using the hashtag fill plates and uh, uh, link to the link ottawafoodbank.ca slash fill plates. It's a donation okay. page and it's really just the message to say that uh, around this time of year or any time of year, no one should have an empty plate. Right, so. sure. Fill plates. Hashtag fill plates. Hashtag <laughs> fill <laughs> plates. <laughs> is that something that you came up with? Uh, it was a collaborative effort. Yeah. But That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can take credit, full credit for it now. <laughs> There's nobody else here. <laughs> no, no. It's a, it's a team. It's an yeah. amazing team. <laughs> okay, okay. And how, nice. how many people work at the, at the food bank? Uh, we have approximately 23, 24 yeah. full-time employees, a couple part-time employees, the majority of our full-time employees are um, in the warehouse or on the trucks. Okay. okay. Uh, those guys are super pertinent to what we do. Yeah. Because the way that it works is if you're in need of food, you don't come to the Ottawa Food Bank. You go to the food program that's in your neighborhood. So all donations come to us, and then we distribute the food to a network of 140 food programs across the city. So it's a lot of organization in the warehouse. It's a lot of our drivers being organized out on the road. So mm -hmm. that portion of our team is really necessary. And they're hard workers. <laughs> That's good. Cool. That's smaller than I thought it would be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for right? such like a citywide yeah. <laughs> uh, thing. We're pretty efficient. Okay, yeah. I hope and, so, I guess. But... <laughs> we, all, we all wear multiple hats. So sure. I'm the communications coordinator, but... I definitely help out with volunteers or with events or yeah. what have you. Last week I was out on the truck, so no, <laughs> oh, there you go. not driving. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness, I'm not driving one of those. Things. Sure, <laughs> but you were on it. I so was on it, and it was moving. It was, it moving. was moving. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that's cool. Um, let's um, let's check out some classic Ottawa. I'm gonna yeah. do our our news segment. I'm working on my segues. That, that was one of the But yeah, there's a, a busy news week, and I'm excited to hear about what's going on. It was, yeah, it was some <laughs> some interesting news this week. So first up, supporters of Uber, the affordable ride sharing service, have reported receiving repeated hostile messages on Twitter. The Ottawa Citizen Resorts reports that restaurant owners, reporters, and Uber drivers have all come under fire from anonymous attackers recently who are upset with Uber's unfair advantage over traditional taxis. This story is part of a groundbreaking Ottawa Citizen series entitled Trolling, the story of people being mean on the internet. <laughs> uh, I, I want to just say on this, what is, the, what is Uber's unfair advantage over traditional taxis? I think it's that they don't have to pay for licenses. Yeah, buy a taxi license. Mm -hmm. So anyone could just be an Uber driver. Whereas the licenses are quite expensive for those taxi drivers. I think the taxi driver should join Uber. I think some have, and they're not. They're not, not going over where we're all. Oh, okay. <laughs> I see why people would get defensive then. There you go. All right. Up next, in another case of being mean on the internet, students took to Twitter on Thursday when school buses were not canceled after the season's first snowstorm. Actual tweets included one student saying, You guys should have made it a snow day, idiots. Please change your minds. I don't want to go to school because it stinks. With another saying, <laughs> Quick, somebody burn down the school bus so they know we're mad. <laughs> I imagine that's how they sounded. Are you, are you reading <laughs> yeah, real tweets? Those are real tweets. Yeah. Oh 
They're all misspelled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one was, the second one was in all caps. Yeah, well, so you know they're serious. Super uh, angry. <laughs> normally, this would be uh, the spot where parents and grandparents would talk about walking uphill both ways, barefoot in the snow to school every day. But after that last tweet, it's clear they're not dealing with rational students. <laughs> <laughs> they're dealing with maniacs. Yeah. <laughs> Burn down a school bus? In other news, a prominent architect has come out against a proposed monument to the victims of communism that would be built next to the Supreme Court. Shirley Bloomberg argued that it will be far more costly than the estimated $5.5 million price tag and added that it is an inappropriate use of the 5,000 square meter space. A new proposal recommends that the spot that has been waiting decades for the government to decide how to develop it be left empty in an installation titled The Victim of Bureaucracy. It's a politics yeah. joke. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I don't really get what's going on with the they're so they're building they're trying, going to build a monument beside the Supreme Court. Yeah. So there's space there, so they're trying yeah, to say like like communism. Right yeah, that's right. It, it, it is it does seem strange. It seems coming out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really understand. Yeah, I, I'm not sure, but apparently they, they well, I mean, that's what the article says. They've been trying to work on that forever, but yeah, it's a weird thing. But coming from government, Sammy, I'm sure you saw some of the bureaucracy there. But, oh my goodness. Yeah, there you go. So <laughs> larger scale, that's what's yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, uh, police raided 14 pawn shops across the city recently and recovered four thousand dollars worth of stolen goods in the process. An unnamed officer told Ottawa. Yeah, we know that's how they run their business, but they're a great help in meeting our ticketing quotas. <laughs> Good work, Ottawa reporters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got people on the street. We also have a large organization. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last up, this is some good news. Uh, this isn't even really a joke. Just uh, for the second week in a row, Ottawa police ride programs have resulted in zero drunk di- driving arrests. They were probably so stationed something. near these pawn shops. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I tried to come up with a joke for that all morning. I no, it's, it's just, it's it's just, just uplifting. Nice. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's good. Just good. It's good. <laughs> that's a fun fact. Good job, everyone. There you go. That's it. That's the news. That's just the news. All right. Cooper. Thanks, Rob. Um, Sam, what would you like to talk about? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Open-ended here. <laughs> uh, do you... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I should... That's kind of mean. I was just rating. I thought I was being nice, but I can see how that would be. Time, time out. Updated rating? <laughs> oh, my God. You're full on seven now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Amon's loving this. I okay. am loving this. <laughs> uh, so Sam, how about some, some of your favorite spots in Ottawa? So restaurants or malls or nature spaces? Well, Anything you like? Let's start with uh, one that I, the name I know you guys have heard lately from a couple people, House of Targ. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I hear good things. Full on loving House of Targ. So, uh, my boyfriend and I, we like to try different bars, different restaurants. Um, and we came across House of Targ just by chance a while ago. We didn't really know what to expect. Uh, we went there to see a band, Golden Dogs. They were also awesome. Um, and we walked downstairs, and it's a full-on arcade, and it's amazing, and music was playing, and uh, I loved it. And then, so a couple weeks later, we went back for brunch, mm-hmm. and we our table was um, Space Invaders. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> one of those tables where you can yeah, play the game? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen those in years. It's there. Go to House of Targ. For it brunch. is there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it was brunch. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, and so our table was Space Invaders, so naturally we ate our brunch, cleared our plates, and sat around for about yeah. 20 minutes longer <laughs> to play Space Invaders. Right. But I should mention that they're also known for their pierogies. And so the Ooh. brunch has pierogies in it, yeah. and they're incredible. Huh. Very awesome. cool. They Great. are absolutely incredible. Good to know. Is it is this metal music? Uh, they the, play? the band that I saw was not metal. Oh, okay. Because yeah. that's what intimidates me about it. It sounds aggressively too cool for me. Like, <laughs> I would go in there with my arms crossed. I'm not cool enough for this. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it's, neat. Okay. It's cool. a really unintimidating place. Very cool. What's a clientele like? Uh, anything. Everything. everything. When I was there for brunch, uh, even though it's, it's downstairs and it's a little darker there were still families and kids there because mm-hmm. it is also an arcade right, right? Yeah. Yeah. so it's a blast um but in the evening it was um everyone from me i'm fairly tame <laughs> to um you know out there crazy people Crazy meaning fun. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Oh, okay. no, crazy people. Not yeah. Crazy cat ladies. <laughs> they're, they're a full range of people. Okay. A right. full range in age yeah. as well. So. I was under the impression it'd be a bit more grungy. Of sorts. That's what I thought too. A little bit. Oh, okay. It is a little bit. But but, but not in a, in a way that's intimidating. No, I was not intimidated not, oh, at all. Great. Another glowing review for House of Tar. Yeah. House and, of Tar. And is it just pinball or is it more? More. Really? Yeah. Because I, I was just amazed at it being a pinball place. Mm-hmm, yeah. but... Pac-Man, Tetris. Really? Those shooting games. Oh, wow. And I think I saw um, on their Twitter or Facebook or something that they're going to and or trying to get one of those uh, ones that you sit in and it's like a car. Oh, oh cool. yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> There you go. That's cool. Yeah. You don't really see those anymore. Or I guess you kind of see them in Cineplex. Do they Haven. have those? Fun Haven. Fun, that's a, oh, I've that's never a been waste. to Fun Haven. I, 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 didn't, I didn't enjoy my time at Fun Haven. Oh, no? No. It's, it's fun oh, when you're not spending broken, your own though. money. Oh, actually, that's that why. I, I go for like volunteer stuff sometimes and yeah. they give you cards. It's not bad. So it's fun. Actually, I hit the jackpot like three times in a row on a Fun Haven machine. Congratulations. Wow, I got a bunch of tickets and I bought like a thing of cotton candy or something. Score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a jackpot yeah. gets you like $5 worth of cotton candy. The inflation is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> on those points. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's funny. All right. So, uh, okay. House of Targ. What else do you enjoy around Ottawa? House of Targ. Um, I, when I lived downtown, I used to love just wandering up and down the canal, running yeah. along the canal. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, beautiful. that's the thing that a lot of people seem to enjoy. That, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Love it. I haven't gone skating on the canal in a really long time, and I'm sort of back and forth and on if I like it or not. Because it's cool. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, when you're facing the parliament, it's a crazy, beautiful view that you have looking down that canal. Yeah, sure. But then it's just a giant wind tunnel. <laughs> it really is. It's so cold. Yeah. Right. But it's fun, okay. right? Mm-hmm. On it's some fun. days, the days when it's not windy, it's it's a really nice way to spend a day. But if yeah. it's windy, it's... Yeah. It's yeah, awful. It's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's you know who are the worst? Those people on the canal who are really good skaters. And it just feels like they're like skating circles around you, Meanwhile, taunting you. my skate finds every single one of those chips. And yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm on my bum and knees more often than I am on my feet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> 
What kills me is the uh, the kid, like the what three or four year olds that are skating circles around you. Oh, it's like, yeah. I can barely skate, <laughs> so it's so much worse. <laughs> and then I see some of those who are just learning with those little walkers, and I'm like, I want one. I should just get one. Is it acceptable for me to skate yeah. with one of those? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or can I have a friend push me in one of those red sleighs? Oh yeah, who's to do that? It's not even skating anymore. Yeah. You're just getting drunk. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. Um. Are you, like, this is just coming up, I guess. Are you originally from Ottawa? I am not. You're no, not? I'm, I'm from Kitchener-Waterloo. Oh. And then you're K-dubs. K-dub? <laughs> and then I moved here for school uh, 11 years ago, maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. so I've been here ever since. So you, you studied, I guess, communications here? I did. I went to University of Ottawa and got um, an honors degree in communications. Right. And then I went to Algonquin College and got a diploma in public relations. Oh, cool. Oh, that's nice. This would have been great, uh, a great opener. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. Yeah, this is <laughs> <laughs> made me think of what. Oh, very excited. You like the canal, but yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, you kind of messed up on that. Yeah. New, new rating? Six. Oh, boom. Oh, <laughs> just guiding her. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you back down to that 2.5 no time. <laughs> um, so, and so you did um, an honors degree mm-hmm. and then a college uh, diploma, which I've been seeing a lot of people doing. Do you think that is um, the new standard, would you say? Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's changed in high schools at all, but when I was in high school, it really was pushed, like, what university are you going to go to? Mm-hmm. What yes. university are you going to yeah, go too. to? They never really talked about colleges and the differences between the two. Um you know, on my on my resume, I'm happy to have university and college on there. Uh, I learned a lot at university. Sort of at university, I sort of more so learned to stick it out. Yeah, you know, right. that, yeah. I learned a lot of life lessons at university. Sure. College, I think, is where I learned everything work <laughs> work related. <laughs> right, yeah. You know, and it's yeah. four years versus two years. Um, like I said, I, I don't regret going to university and I love having them both on my resume, but had I known in high school, the vast differences between them, I probably would have saved myself four years and a couple thousand dollars and just Mm -hmm. gone to college. Right. Yeah. I get that. But what I do like is that they're more and more seen on the same level, you know, Mm -hmm. because even, you know, when I was younger, the idea, and like, this is when I was starting high school, it was like, okay, you know, you go to in the university stream or the college stream, but if you go to the college stream, you're, you're kind of dumb, you know? Yeah, that's what it was like. Right? But yeah. but times have changed now, right? That's because good. now it's like, no, it all depends on what you want to do. Yeah. Right? So, and I wish it was like that when oh, I yeah. was in high school. Yeah. 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 I get that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, that brought you here and then you ended up, did you get right into the federal government? Is that what happened? Or? Uh, first, I worked for, uh, at the time, it was a little company. It has grown into something big and beautiful now. Um, I worked for a company called Mediumizer. When I came out of college, um, they, anyone could be their client and really they just sort of look at uh, the types of media that you're receiving. They rate it good, bad, uh, let you know how you're doing in the public eye. Mm. I did that for a couple of years, then government and uh, now not for profit. Okay. There you go. And a server while I was in school. Right. Of yeah. course. Tucker's Marketplace. Oh, no. Nice. Was, Tucker's. Oh, I was a buffet server, yeah. so <laughs> I don't know if that's... It counts. <laughs> it counts. The college of serving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. It what was you... a great place. I loved working there. Yeah. made many friends there. 
I'm gonna say a lot of people are happy when they go there, right? Because yeah. it's just like everything is just right in front of them. Also go, on their birthday. I was gonna say right. go on your birthday, it's free. <laughs> yeah. That's Drag great. everyone you can on your birthday. Exactly. <laughs> but a little insider secret. Oh. We don't like singing to you on your birthday, so don't hmm. request it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. You know, I never thought of requesting. Can you not yeah, can you not request it? Yeah. Usually people will you oh. can say, don't sing to me. Or if you don't bring it up, they won't sing to I you. I guess, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, I, I, I feel like the birthdays that I've been to, we just sort of sang amongst ourselves. Yeah. But we never uh, called somebody to yeah. do the singing for us. It, seems it happens a lot. Weird. Yeah. But, I mean, unless you're at, like, Lone Star, where they do a big thing. I was going to say, they seem to enjoy it. Yeah, they they seem screaming at you. Yeah. Eastside, too, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> they're screaming. <Yeah. laughs> they throw a hat on you. And, uh, yeah, that's something else. Yeah. All right. That's good. Um, what is... What are you finding the difference between government work versus a nonprofit sector? I would probably say the biggest difference is the, the speed at which things get approved. Mm -hmm. So where I am right now, I'm a relatively smaller team than what I was amongst hundreds in the government. Um, so if I wrote something up in the government, it had to go through many levels of approval. Right here. I work side by side with my colleague, uh, Patty, and uh, she's she's my immediate director. We work side by side, and it's a beautiful collaborative partnership. And it's really her saying, I think we should do this. And I say, okay, let's do this. <laughs> I write something up. It gets approved and or not approved. Yeah. And uh, we have fun together with it. So <laughs> it's just a different way of working. Right. Not to say one is better than the other. It's just a really, really different way of working. Mm -hmm. Sure. And, and I like what you said earlier about, you know, it's something that, you know, you really feel good about too, mm -hmm. uh, because I mean, it's harder feeling passionate while working for, let's say a government department, just because of how big it is. And it's a little difficult to see the immediate impact. Yeah. yeah. Whereas right now I can imagine exactly as a more tangible you know, goal. Which yeah. Is awesome. It's true. Yeah. I long days working on the weekends, working in the evenings, knowing that what I'm doing is helping people. Yeah just makes it a no-brainer. Sure, I'll stay a couple mm -hmm. extra hours. Yes, I'll come in on Saturday, <laughs> yeah. you know. That makes sense. Yeah. Great. Well, I, get, I guess it makes it very tangible when you actually get the opportunity to go on the truck mm -hmm. and yeah. do work with yeah, That's a good point. See you the communities that we go to, yeah. yeah. And what I love is, like I mentioned, uh, we provide food for 140 different food programs across the city. Wow. And so that is anything from big downtown shelters to uh, small community food banks, uh, school breakfast programs, et cetera. So I love, I, I definitely haven't seen all the programs, but I've gone to a handful of them and I love seeing how different they all are yeah. and how they're all set up differently. And regardless of how they're, they're set up, they are instrumental in their community and it's beautiful the way that they treat people there. And, uh, you know, it's just great being able to go there and see the front line of health. Yeah, right. I get that. Mm -hmm. cool. uh, are there, because I think a lot of people, most people out there are familiar with the food bank's work, uh, collecting food and then giving it to people. But I imagine there's a lot of other stuff going on that you're responsible for as an organization. Yeah. Is there, are there programs that you work on that maybe people don't know as much about that, that they should know more about? Yeah, I think uh, I think something that comes to mind the most is community harvest. And so when you think of 
the Ottawa Food Bank. I mean, we're lucky in that our name is well known and it's relatively self-explanatory sure. what it is that we yeah, do, yeah. right? Um, however, you also con- conjure up the image of cans yeah, and me. non-perishables, et cetera, et cetera, because when you do a food drive, that's what you have to ask for. Yeah. You have to ask for the non-perishables. Every now and again, people slip in the turkey in there and <laughs> it's a mess. <laughs> so if you're doing a food drive, please stick to the non-perishables unless you're going to deliver some perishables to us directly. Yeah. But um, I think what people aren't so much aware of is our community harvest program, which is our fresh program. So we actually have a plot of land on a farm in Stittsville, uh, the Tom Black farm. And uh, I think right now we're up to four acres with, um, with plans to expand in the future. And during the harvest season, we grow just an amazing amount of fruits and vegetables. Wow. One of our staff members is uh, Jason Gray. He lovingly gets called Farmer Jay or Carrot Man or whatever, but he could talk to you for hours about the specifics of fruits and vegetables and how to grow, how to serve, how to do whatever with them. He is so passionate about it. And as a result, um, you know, we're able to supplement these non-perishables with fruits and vegetables and provide a balanced meal. Um, We also have great relationships with the chicken farmers, the egg farmers, the turkey farmers of Canada. So we're able to uh, get some some meat and some eggs. We have a milk program, get some dairy in there. Uh, and then also in the summer, we have a huge barbecue on City Hall called Food Aid. Okay. And the goal of that is to uh, raise as much money as possible so we can, this is the delicate way of saying it, so we can purchase and process local cattle and uh, <laughs> and provide um, beautiful, fresh ground beef uh, locally, support local mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to those who need it. Wow. Yeah. Really so it's, cool. yeah, we really, we really want to be able to provide a balanced meal. Right. Everyone deserves a balanced meal, right? Of course. Yeah. So Jay, so Jay works the farm. Yeah. Just Jay. He is the uh, main staff member. Okay. He usually has an assistant with him and uh, an amazing group of volunteers, mm-hmm. whether it's regulars that will want to go out once a week or if it's, um, you know, a, a corporate group that will join him one off. Okay. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. It's impressive. <laughs> Can I say one more thing? I, I am pretty lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm not necessarily proud of that, but I know that there are, you can, like, I've, I've, you give food at the food bank. And, I mean, people do it a lot more, obviously, around this time of year than, or around holidays than they do the rest of the year. And a lot of people volunteer. Mm-hmm. Um, are there other ways that people can get involved than volunteering around Christmas time and, and giving food? Uh, yeah, donating. Yeah. You can just get involved by logging into ottawafoodbank.ca and donating money. <laughs> oh, you actually accept just money. Is that straight up money? Yeah, we um, actually can turn one dollar donated into five dollars worth of food. Okay. So the way we spend our money at the Ottawa Food Bank can make it go much further than if you or I were to go to the grocery store and buy groceries ourselves. What? Yeah, we have. <laughs> that's, that's so much better. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, people love doing uh, food drives, and we course, love yeah. when people yeah. do food drives. Oh, you get to see 
um, being the person doing a food drive, you get to actually picture that food going to helping someone. And we acknowledge yeah. that that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Of course, we don't want food drives to stop. <laughs> they help us immensely. Mm-hmm. And because um, people donate things that we may not necessarily purchase ourselves, yeah. it helps us give a wider variety. But uh, at the end of the day, um, we can do a lot with the money. It, it, we mm-hmm. have uh, great food industry partners. We purchase in bulk. Oh, okay. uh, we're really efficient. So, you know, all that mixed together just means that our dollar can go much further. That's awesome. And the less sexy side of the money is some of it does have to go towards uh, gas in our trucks. Right, yeah. The trucks right. have to be on the road. Um, <laughs> we need to be able to deliver to all of our mm-hmm. awesome agencies. Sure, so. Of course. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. That's really cool. cool. Yeah. So that would be mainly, like, the the, the alternative to, to volunteering or, or, or coming in. For the right. robs of the world. For the, yeah, for the robs of the world. <laughs> you can go great from your laptop awesome. in front of you, Rob. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but like I said, also, you know, hashtag fill plates. Yeah. You can do that from your laptop, too. Oh, yeah. Take There's a picture awareness. of yourself with an empty plate. Sure. We'll, have, we'll have to do that. Yes. Yes. We could do that as, as a crew here. Yes. Uh, there are so many people taking pictures of plates that are full of food and putting them on Instagram. Exactly. But, it's that you need to raise awareness people that necessarily don't necessarily have that. That's yeah. just it. That's yeah. All those foodies out there love taking pictures of their food, but some people don't really have that luxury. So sure. mm-hmm. we're going to try and make that a reality for them. Yeah. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> Do we have another segment? Uh, we have a Beaver's Den. Oh, cool. Yeah. We'd like to explain I'll, Beaver's Den. I'll do that. So, um, Sam, you've mm-hmm. probably heard of Shark Tank. I have. Dragon's Den. Yes. We have this thing called Beaver's Den <laughs> where, um, I don't know if we alternate, but one of us will come up with an idea of a product or a service. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if anybody's ever interested in, in investing or helping us bring this idea to life, then they could obviously email us. Or usually give give feedback and maybe oh, usually yeah. negative feedback. Well, I mean, like the idea. <laughs> we, I mean, I guess you can email feedback as yeah, well, but okay. usually the, the people in the room do give some yeah. level feedback. Hopefully positive. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we will see. So here's <laughs> something. That we all do. Clean. Right? Hopefully. Yeah. Right. So when <laughs> when Rob was here earlier, uh, where the studio was my living room, uh, I was I was sweeping. And it, took, it takes a long time to sweep. It took a really long time. It was about 20 minutes. It was a very thorough sweep. Rob's statement was the amount of time that he saw me sweeping today was more than he swept in his entire life combined. So <laughs> say what you will I, about I'm that. A vacuum, I'm a vacuum guy. <laughs> uh, whatever you say. But it made me think, okay, obviously there's a classic broom. And then there's also the, the beautiful Swiffers. Mm-hmm. And then there's Swiffer wet jets. And then there's vacuums and things like that. But, you know, in a condo, uh, you, you have a limited amount of storage space, right? So I don't want all these different products. So I was thinking, what if we just merged them all into one? A vacuum mop duster room and i'm like why even stop there right (laughs) (laughs) while you have it you can get something to wash your windshield right you know you could do something to um i don't know um uh i'm just off the top of my head it's really annoying to put up christmas lights so much so i didn't even put anything up yeah but you know how you, you have those spaghetti forks that just turn maybe you can somehow have one of those gadgets on here really i'm looking for like an inspector gadget type Gadget. This is the no? Swiss Army knife of cleaning. Hey. That's what I'm saying. That's right. what I'm saying. That's your selling point. So yeah, there you go. it's not a terrible idea. I'm just thinking if there's a way to integrate all of it, I think 
that that would be my idea. Hmm. Sounds heavy. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, sounds heavy and huge. Yeah. Yeah. Messy. <laughs> well, it's it's well, it's it's not messy because it, I mean it'll clean it's 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 it'll clearly be self cleaning. There's a mop involved. <laughs> there's, uh, there's a yeah. mop involved. Yeah, mops are so, so gross. Do people still? I, I'm always surprised that people still use mops. It seems yeah. like the least sanitary. Thing. You're just like taking dirty water and spraying yeah. it on. How, how else do you wash floor? the floors? I don't know. Swiffer, I guess. Then you throw it away after. There, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, but just anyway. especially the mops that are like the the string. Yeah, like uh, the old timey mops. Yeah, thing. yeah, it's true. They I still have them in schools and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and uh, retail stores and stuff too. I remember using that at shoppers. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, okay. So that's what I'm saying is that having one device for all your cleaning needs. What else do you need? Yeah. What else do you clean with? You can, uh, maybe. You could have an extension with a dish sponge if you really wanted to. Yeah, you could. That's all I want to get crazy about it. (laughs) That's the crazy part. But that's a little too far if if you ask me. So I have a question about it. Yes. In your head, is it something where each one of these tools all remains attached as you're using it, or does it pull off? I guess you could pull them off if you wanted to. I mean, mm-hmm. that could be one of the the, the features that that's okay. not, that removable, retractable. You're gonna lose exactly. pieces. And that's the thing that I'd be afraid of. So that's why I maybe maybe I come up with two streams: one for for the person who likes removing things, mm-hmm. and one, yeah. one for the person who doesn't want to lose things. You know, and for for the things that were attached, we'd have compartments that made it look like yeah. it's a pretty sleek design. Sounds here like the options are limitless. Really, yeah. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> So that's my image. All right. Well, I, could, I could draw a sketch yeah. if, I, if I needed to. But. If you're a bodybuilder who loves to clean, <laughs> <laughs> send us an email at mail at ottawatpodcast.com. That's yeah. the email? Yeah. yeah. So you you could, you know those vacuum, central vacuum systems? Yeah. Where you just carry on the hose? Yeah. You could do that. Then you wouldn't have the whole bulk. You would have, you could have maybe the air going out for the vacuum. You could have that's water great. coming in that you could like squirt, sort of like a oh. beverage dispenser at a bar. Uh, here's the thing. I can't squirt water on these floors. You could temporarily. It was really quick. I guess. You, right. Have you swiffered? Or do you like... How do you I, like, I wet jet it. Okay. I wet jet it. You could do that. Okay. All right. It wouldn't okay. be like a stream of water. It would be like a... Oh, just a little Moistening a... Oh, okay. Okay. Like a mist. Yeah. All right. Well, there's an idea. Something to think so, about. Good work. If you know anybody in Swiffer, uh, let us know. Because <laughs> I have brilliant ideas. <laughs> Believe it or not, this might have been my best idea. That's pretty good. It's <laughs> yeah. not bad. I it's, will, not, it's not very good. I will say, I like this idea better than the uh, stadium toilet or whatever that was. The seat pan. Yeah. Oh, the portable toilet yeah, that, that uh, yeah. makes you sit in your own filth. So. Yeah, we, we don't have to rehash it. <laughs> <laughs> Just for anybody who might not have caught it, tune into the last episode. Um, it's yeah. <laughs> so much potential. Yeah. Sam, can yes. I tell you something about myself? Yes, you may. I don't believe people when they say they enjoy running. Fair I enough. just don't believe it because I hate running so much. It says here that you run. Yes. Please tell me about it. Well, I should preface by saying it's currently winter, and right. I don't understand people who winter run. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. So you're kind of on the same page. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I kind of agree with you. Leading up to a race or a run, I can't stand the training. Okay. Going out and running by myself, within five minutes, I'm thinking, what am I doing? <laughs> I could be at home. This is ridiculous. But race day is one of the most exciting, best feelings ever. Your adrenaline gets going. 
um, during the Ottawa race weekend, especially when you wear your bib that has your name on it, the people that line up along Elgin or Argyle or wherever that cheer you on, yeah. they actually read your bib and call you <laughs> up by name. Yeah. So it makes That's you feel cool. like such a superstar yeah. when along the route people are yelling out, "Go Samantha! You look amazing! You're so close <laughs> to the finish line!" Like awesome. it just, yeah, it just makes you feel so good. And then I am unfortunately, fortunately, the person who, as I cross the finish line, I don't know if it's adrenaline or if I'm just. A knob, I don't know, but I'm the person who crosses the finish line in tears. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it was the best day of my life. <laughs> and of course, with that, with that adrenaline still in me, I go home and I sign up for another race. And then, as I'm training for that race, I think, why did I sign up for this race? It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, yeah. So I can understand okay. that. I, I, uh, I'm getting it more now. Yeah, yeah. the training for it isn't the best. Okay. Um, but race day is amazing. And I also do like those obstacle races. Right. The Sp- I've done Spartan. I haven't done Tough Mudder, but I recently did one called Badass Dash in Kitchener Waterloo. Um, those are a blast. Mm-hmm. Those are so much fun. And if if you're not necessarily an amazing runner, that's okay because yeah. every now and then there's sort of a backlog at the next <laughs> next obstacle. So right, yeah. the lazy okay. robs of the world, yeah. you get to take a break there. Perfect. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so those ones are really fun. Yeah. Okay. And how, how far do you run in the Audible race? I have only gone so far as the 10K. Right. Oh, still okay. far. The, <laughs> the marathoners blow my mind. Like right. that is just no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Like those people are incredible to me. I can't imagine being able to run that long. So my, my max is 10 K. Any sport where where you're not surprised that your foot is bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah, well, obviously. Obviously. Oh, that's terrible. Um, How do you feel about treadmills? Um, I like them during my lunch hour at work. Okay. So to get some cardio in. Nice. But then if, I'm on a treadmill in the middle of the summer instead of outside. It feels weird because mm-hmm. okay. I'm doing exactly what I could be doing outside, but I'm not. Sure. sure. They have their yeah. time and place. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. yeah, I get it. Okay. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like the treadmill. Yeah. Um, mainly because I never know how long I want to run for. Mm-hmm. And I don't run very often. So. so you don't want to get far away from home and discover you're done? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And the other thing is that uh, I don't I don't have, actually have much of a chance to sit down and like watch news or like whatever. That's my time. Yeah. <laughs> There's a TV in front of the treadmill uh, in my building. And especially those treadmills that have the fan on them. Oh, I don't have yeah. oh, those. Those are, those are the Cadillacs of treadmills. <laughs> well, I, the Cadillac of treadmills apparently are the ones that... It looks like you're running through a different city. Oh, I've seen that. <laughs> what? Yeah. I know. I've only ever seen that in does movies. Does Tom Smart have one of those? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, really? House of Tark does not. It's almost like you're playing a game, but yeah, you're yeah. running and it's all in front of you. Yeah. yeah. Huh. It's kind of cool. Yeah, but, that is cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I prefer Breaking Bad to a new city. I'd watch, watch something instead of... Oh, like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> you would just run through Albuquerque. Nah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a city. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um so going back to the food bank mm-hmm. quickly um we talked a lot about the christmas season or the holiday season um are is there a time when people should be like I, i'm always curious is that of course you know i donate what i can around december but is there another time of year where there's almost a lull 
where, you know, it could be supplemented with more? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, we say hunger doesn't take a holiday because all year round people are in need. Um, Generally speaking, we feed upwards of 50,000 people per month. Sure. And uh, that is really regardless if it's the holiday season or not. Of course. So we get um, a fair number of donations now, and those uh, help us through the cold months and into the spring. But sort of come spring, summer, we're not necessarily at the top of mind of people anymore. So it's not really a giving season in June, July, when you're at your cottage. So I would say in the middle of summer is definitely when there's a bit of a lull. And it's understandable. I mean, just like anything, there's a cycle to it. So we anticipate that. Um, Luckily, we're a food bank. So we know how to hold on to things um, to save them for a rainy day. Uh, But yeah, there's, there's a lull in donations and volunteers in the middle of the summer. Definitely. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Mm -hmm. And and I, uh, I was just reading uh, on what, what you filled out before you came here, like our our pre-interview form, I guess. And you were talking about how um, the cost of raising or or the cost of feeding a family of four has gone up by 10%. Yeah. A couple of months ago, I think maybe in October, uh, Ottawa Public Health came out with a report and it stated that the price to uh, feed a family of four for a month has gone up 10%. And um, if you look at our numbers, we see that the demand in Ottawa for people in need of emergency food relief has gone up 5%. Right. So they sort of correspond in that um, food prices are going up. So if you're if you're someone who's just sort of on the edge of having their paycheck not go far enough, food prices go up. You now need help from a food bank. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It, it's interesting to see because, I mean, we obviously there's a lot of focus and, and you know rightfully for for a lot of places in different parts of the world that when. You know, when we think about concepts of people not being able to feed themselves, we don't really think locally at all, right? No, not not a whole lot. Yeah, and I didn't really fully comprehend the demand in Ottawa until I started working at the Ottawa Food Bank. Sure. I mean, I know that all, not all cities, but most major cities, many smaller cities have food banks. I get it. I know that they exist. But it wasn't until I started working at the food bank that I fully understood the demand. Like I said, we provide food for... 50,000 people per month. Um, so if you picture the uh, CTC, Canadian Tire Center, fill that over twice. Oh, that's, that's Yeah, that's the number of people that we provide food for every month, 37% of which are children, which is cruddy to realize. Um, mm-hmm. and, but I had no idea that that was the demand until I started working there. Of course. Yeah. Good comparison too. Yeah. Eh? It makes it more real almost. You know what? It's it's unreal to think about the number of spectators that can fit in the Canadian Tire Center, yeah. and the people in the core supporting that are like less than a hockey team. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Good visualization. Yeah. Yeah. But also, it's I, there are lots it's, of volunteers. Obviously, lots of volunteers. Yeah. Oh, we have um, whether it's uh, one off or someone who volunteers frequently with us. Every year we have roughly 3,000 amazing people from the community who help us out. And uh, our awesome volunteer coordinator did the math of adding up all their hours. And we discovered that um, if you put together all the hours that our 3,000 volunteers have contributed, 
it's approximately the equivalent of 13 full-time staff. Oh, wow. Lord. Yeah, so without our volunteers, we wouldn't be able to come close to do what we do. Yeah. So thank you to our volunteers, definitely. And aside from them, donors, supporters, whether it's individuals or corporate, sure. to have the Ottawa Food Bank does what it does, it's a huge community effort. That's great. Sense. Great. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, we're running... Uh, we're running tight on time, but I want to do a speed round if we can. Speed round. I didn't even, I didn't brief you on what speed oh, round. You did not. But, but, but are you aware of what speed round is? I think I heard um, a part of one from the last episode. I yes. Think. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically a barrage of questions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a series of questions. It's very easy. It's nothing too complex. Okay. Um, and yeah, we'll put two minutes on the clock. And two when- minutes? Longest you know speed round ever. You think, that, you, you think that, but it flies. Okay. Actually, it's tougher for we us. Talk about these questions. questions. Oh, yeah. you don't have them written down. No, somewhere. we we improv a second. <laughs> okay, let's do this. It wouldn't be fair that you're not allowed to prepare answers if so fair we don't have yeah, questions. Good that's thought, it. guys. That's it. <laughs> All right, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream? Mint chocolate chip. What department did you work at in the government? Communications or uh, department? Sorry, <laughs> Canadian Border Services Agency. Great. Favorite car? Honda Civic. Nice. <laughs> nice. What did you want to be when you grew up, growing up? Architect. Which of us should get a haircut? Rob. Yes! <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> uh, what are you reading right now? I'm reading uh, The Rosie Project. Oh, nice. Uh, favorite Disney movie? Aladdin. Last movie you watched? Oh, shoot. I just watched a movie. I'm failing the speed round. <laughs> we'll pass. It's good. Pass. <laughs> uh, least favorite form of exercise? Swimming. Mm. Longest facial hair out of the three of us? Rob. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Darkest skin of the three of us? Yeah, come on. <laughs> this is breaking down. <laughs> what would you never do? It's my favorite question. That's it. I would never... Jump out of an airplane. Yeah. Oh. That, that was my exact answer. I'm afraid of knots. I don't trust oh, knots. Okay. That knot would undo. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, what is the thing, the food bank item that people request the most that you get not enough of? Or one thing that's not the most? Non-perishables that are healthy. Oh, so okay. think whole wheat, think low sodium, mm-hmm. healthy non-perishables. Okay. Favorite restaurant in Ottawa? So not House of Tar, but like I just went to a Prime Burger Bar, and it was amazing on Baseline. Great. Uh, the favorite sports team? Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> favorite Ottawa-based sport team? Uh, well, I loved... I loved... Oh. <laughs> you can answer. You can answer. I was going to say I loved the Lynx when they were here. <laughs> oh. More of a cat's guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Leafs fan. Yay. This is good. Go Leafs go. Go All Leafs right. go. I mean, we're, this is an Ottawa podcast, and yep. we'll continue on that. <laughs> uh, let's say, well, before we finish up, why don't we, uh, well, is there anything you want to plug, first of all? Obviously. <laughs> you know what? I would just say visit our website. Go to ottawafoodbank.ca um, and Ottawa Food Bank on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, and just look us up. Uh, there's always, on our events calendar, there's always something new going on. Um, I try and keep all that stuff updated as much as possible. So visit us online. Yep. Awesome. And, and there's a hashtag. 
Hashtag fill plates. Fill plates, the Take easiest plates. thing you could do. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> it. Help us spread the word. That, that, that's key. Awesome. Okay. And where can they find us, Key? You can find us at ottawapodcast.com. We changed it kind of recently. Uh, it was like six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's kinda recent. laughs> um, yeah, you can email us with questions or if you have events, no one send us an event in a while. We've, yeah, it's been a few months. So we'll, we'll plug an event, pretty much any event. Yeah. Well, almost. Almost. Um, yeah. Say any. <laughs> um, yeah. And download and listen to the podcast. Which you have done already. <laughs> yeah. You're really good at these. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Well, then to close it off, well, how do you say auto what? Out of what?